Broadcasting live from the Vegas Video Network studios, just steps from the Las Vegas Strip, it's Talk Tales with Chris Phillips. Coming up on today's program, you, the viewer, as we answer a ton of viewer emails. And now our host, I can name that host, by the way, in five syllables, Mr. Chris Phillips. Well, once again, good afternoon, my friends, and welcome to the Vegas Video Network, where we are coming to you live from the most exciting city in the world. Of course, I'm talking about Las Vegas, and you were, oh, yes. Where else, where else are you going to find a middle-aged guy with a fake tan, fake teeth, and fake hair trying to do his own little talk show called Talk Tales, where he gets to drink too much and talk to his fans, his friends, his uh, uh, co-workers, and and even more importantly, the people who make this city tick, and I'm talking about the entertainers that grace the billboards up and down Las Vegas Boulevard. Oh my goodness, well, uh, what a weekend it was. Uh, Scott, as usual, another weekend of partying. <laughs> but before we get to that, we've got plenty of stories today. Uh, I'd like to let you know that at any time through the week, we would encourage you and hope that you're gonna email us uh, with any kind of questions or comments by simply going to TalkTales at VegasVideoNetwork.com. And we also have ourselves, incidentally, a toll-free number for those of you who do not own computers like I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and that is 866-966-4599. And I'm so excited about today's program because uh, what we're going to be doing is uh, something that we don't get to do very often. Uh, but every couple weeks, we seem to collect up a, a ton of emails uh, phone calls and whatnot that have all these questions about certainly what we're doing here at the network, uh, myself, and even more importantly, again, the guests that we have on our show. And so today's guest is actually going to be you and your questions. Uh, we'd like to, like I said, do some kind of tidying up once in a while by kind of getting back to you as to uh, your, your myriad of interesting comments and questions that, uh, that you have for us. And, uh, so many of the questions uh, seem to pertain to my personal life <laughs> uh, and, and the partying uh, and whatnot that goes on here in Las Vegas with some of my friends and the entertainers and whatnot. But uh, Scott, this weekend was no exception. We had an extra reason to celebrate because, of course, not only was it uh, on Friday night when we did our show out at Red Rock, was it uh, the Mexican Independence Day. It was also Gay Pride. Right. So you put those things together. And you've got a spicy had, meatball. Oh, yes. We, we had Hector and Ignacio discovering a whole new kind of independence. <laughs> oh, what am I doing? This is my last show. What the hell? <laughs> no, so we, uh, we're, we're going to be able to get to your questions, I hope. Uh, uh, some of them pertain to what we do out on Saturday nights, which is the M Resort, which we are performing out every Saturday. Uh, and t last night, I got to do something kind of fun. Every six months here in Las Vegas, we have our own version of the San Gennaro Festival, which is a, an amazing event that brings all the community together. And like uh, they have in New York and other cities, it's, it's, a, it's a festival where the, uh, you get to eat some great Italian food, get to hear some great entertainment. It's, a, it's fun for the family of rides, and it's a carnival atmosphere. This year, it was in the parking lot of the Rio Hotel, Scott. I don't know if you got out to it this, oh, this that's year or not. What that was. We drove by it. We didn't Thousands know it and thousands of people converge on these things. And what's so cool is here in Las Vegas, there's not a lot that uh, uh, is offered for the families to come together and bring their kids to and such. And so I got to sing out there last night uh, oh. along with my friends in the Rat Pack. And uh, there's a guy named Tony Saka who's kind of notorious around here for uh, being kind of a Las Vegas legend in his own right. Um, he, he brings all the entertainers together, and it's always a fun time. So I appreciate my friends, the Polisamos, uh, and everybody at the San Gennaro Festival for having another successful year and letting me come out there. Cool. But uh, yeah, uh, it was a wild weekend, of course. And uh, as you may know, Scott, we're, we're now, I am now working every day. Yeah, and by the way, you're, you're not going to get a lot of sympathy from me, just so you know. I work every day, too. Well, it's, it's not the working. See, I can handle the working, uh, which is the, I, you know, something I have not done in 27 years. 
But, you know, uh, I would just, I would think at some point in my life I would figure out not to stay out till four in the morning just drinking like <laughs> a complete idiot. And today there's no exception that I am trying to nurse a hangover with my friends from Crown Royal Black, which I would like to thank once again for my friend, Mr. Sabrino from Southern Wine and Spirits for delivering that to us. And right. So nonetheless, I thought we would get right to it. Uh, like I said, folks, uh, we, we apologize that we haven't been able to get back to you uh, via email, and so we're going to do it live on the air, if that's okay. And I know that we have some people also in our live chat room. And to help us out today with that is my friend, my boss, and the most handsome man in Clark County. It's yeah, our producer, right. Mr. Scott Whitney, ladies and gentlemen. Like Put your hands together for him. <laughs> what a guest. Yes, yes. You lie like a sieve, my friend. <laughs> like a sieve. I'm not the most handsome man. Ira is the most <laughs> handsome man in the room. See? Wife loves it. Actually, again, I'm glad I dressed for the occasion. We're like, hey, I've got a bunch of emails. You wanna, do you want to take them? Okay. Oh, shit. He wants to take the emails? What am I going to do? Well, we're taking them. We're going. So let's go. This works for me. I, no, this is actually my favorite uh, show we do because if anybody's ever seen my show before, they know it's about the people who come to see us, yeah, yeah. not about what, who we are on stage. And that's kind of our concept today. And so, like I said, especially if you're watching us live, if you're in the live, ch live chat rooms, we'd love to get to your questions too. But this is really about the emails that have been collecting up for the last several weeks that we haven't had a chance to kind of respond to. And I, it's my fault. You know, I, well, you're busy. Most of them are from my mother. And so I guess it's... <laughs> who, by the way, is a, who is a lovely woman. A lovely woman. And she's a chatty Kathy. She, she is. She's always on the chat saying, tell Chris to sit up. <laughs> Which, I don't know if, if I, I, I don't get to sleep that. and take a shower. I'm afraid to tell you that because I'm afraid it's going to upset you. But tell Chris to sit up. Tell Chris to sit up. He's sitting up. He's sitting up. I think she has a crush on you, to be honest. I've seen some of her comments. Had, well, she's a sweet woman. And she's all hands. So Well, know. I didn't want to say that. But let me just, never mind. <laughs> How far do I want to go with this? No, no farther. I think we're done. Uh, are you ready for some questions, Chris? Well, I hope I have some answers. Well, first of all, your mom wants to know, am I single? <laughs> Awesome. Uh, no, I'm not. I am not single. But for Chris's mom. Uh, first question is from Julie. Uh, surprisingly enough, many of these questions are from women. I wonder how that works. I have no problem with that. What's, what's that like? Hey, no, never mind. I don't well, I'll, I'll be it honest. It makes they, me cry a little bit every time I think about they, it. They have time on their hands by the time they get out of high school and before they go to cheerleading uh, practice. So. Okay, Julie <laughs> wants to know, uh, of your previous guests, how many are actual drinking buddies? You say that about everybody. <laughs> oh, and, and Anthony's a drinking buddy, and Nathan's a drinking buddy, and Fred and Bob and Mary Ellen and John, but they're all drinking buddies. Now, the question is, oh, is that somebody's phone? Oh, Chris, thanks for getting that ready. Is that your mom? <laughs> oh, Hi, mom? Is, it, is this Anthony? <laughs> yes, we are going out drinking tonight. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> was wondering. No problem, I'll see you about midnight. Thanks. I thought that was your mom for me. Uh, so of <laughs> your previous guests, uh, how many are actual drinking buddies, and do you have any stories that you can share? <coughs> that I can share? Yes. That's the key question there. I think you should share them anyways. Uh, well, uh, I'll be honest. Uh, yes, of course. Uh, we here in Las Vegas, uh, especially after moving here, discover something called alcohol. And... Uh, it's funny how in the entertainment world you tend to drink more than you typically would if you were not in the entertainment world. It somehow gets you through. And <laughs> my friends are no exception to the rule. Out of the, out of the guests that I've had here, though, I guess for sure uh, a fellow by the name of Frankie Shinta comes to yep. mind. He uh, was somebody that I really looked up to when I first moved here. He was really one of the first shows I ever saw. Right. And I thought, my God, you know, if I can... I could do that for a living. I, who needs college and right. and uh, have to work for a living? If, if I could somehow make a living, be completely intoxicated through my shift, you know that that would be just perfect. And so uh, him and I are very good friends. We go out a lot, and he's a big fan of vodka. <laughs> <laughs> but to be honest, the the uh, the guy I hang out with most in town uh, just lately was actually supposed to be a guest last week and it had to, unfortunately had some, some issues and he's gonna be put off for a week or two, but it's uh, 
one of the most talented guys I've ever seen in my life. His name is Gordy Brown. Oh, Gordy Brown. Want uh, him here. Yeah, I Gordy Brown is an exceptionally talented uh, guy who incidentally knows how to drink me under the table. Really? Now that's you, hard to do. This is going to be a good story because he, he was, when I moved here, he was at uh, Golden Nugget. Yes. And then he got a gig. I mean, his manager is the same guy as Roy and... Uh, Siegfried and Roy. Siegfried and Roy. Yes. And he got a gig at Venetian. Very good gig. Headliner. Which is a hell of a gig. Yes. And now he's back at Golden Nugget, Nugget again, and he's packing rooms is what I heard. He's doing awesome. And, and the thing that's cool about uh, Gordy is not only is he telling, he also, incidentally, uh, has been the main opening act with Celine Dion. Oh, uh, when whenever, she's touring? When she tours around. I don't kidding. Uh, he plays to thousands and thousands of people a night getting to open for her, and he is just right? kills them. He's, he's in, if you've never seen Gordy Brown, I would highly suggest going to see him. He's terribly talented. But... Do you still have the, the multi-piece band? Yeah, he has, a, he has a band behind him, and he, you know, he sings, he does impressions. But the thing that I, I find most interesting about Gordy is that he has that innate ability to just go off into tangents, mm. and nothing is scripted. Mm. Uh, it's kind of like a Robin Williams or, or some of these guys that I used to idolize that didn't, you know, they had kind of a structure to their show, but were able to just take uh, whatever was flying at them at the time and just go with it. Yeah. And I, I find that terribly interesting. I think that's... Um, takes a tremendous amount of talent. Is he the kind of guy where if you're out with him and somebody comes up to him and says, hey, would you do Jack Nicholson, would he do it? No. He's the kind of guy that will go up to somebody even if they don't want him to <laughs> and will say, hey, you want to see my Jack Nicholson? <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, the show never stops for Hey, Gordon. man, here's some Jack. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, okay, so so, you're, so, so Gordy, Gordy uh, and I go out often, yeah. and with our uh, assistants. So exactly, who are your assistants? Foolish thing to say, say in front this. of me. I you can't know, say this. How could I not ask that question? You can't say with my assistants drinking I'm, into your drink. No, but I, I have a girlfriend that I'm very proud of, and I, so with, and I, and I love her. To, he has an assistant. Huh. Like... Uh, <laughs> On stage assistant? I mean, I've seen his show. I don't no. remember seeing an assistant. No. Personal assistant. Personal assistant. Somebody who helps manage his schedule. Or something. That's like correct. that. It, but she, she, yes, and she's, and she's lovely, and I love her to death, and I don't know uh, how in the world he has been lucky enough to uh, uh, inquire with her services as an assistant, but she's lovely, and I love her to death. And right. Nonetheless, we go out, and we have a blast, but boy, can he... He, see, the thing with Gordy, he's such a generous, lovely man. Yeah. He makes sure that anyone around him is as intoxicated as he is. So how do I get an so invite to, ha to hang out with you guys? He, he buys rounds for the room, for the band. I mean, this is a very generous man. He, you know, but he's, he's making the big bucks. He's a big star here in town, you see. And uh, what I love about Gordy Brown is he is one of the few entertainers that uh, doesn't four-wall his room. He doesn't. No. Really? And in, in, in what, what that means simply is he's not renting the room and buying his own publicity. He still comes from the old school uh, where the hotel finds enough value in no him kidding. that they pay him a salary. They pay for his marketing. And to me, that's incredible. Is that, I, do you think that's partly because of who his management is? Yes, his, I'm sure got, it does. He's, he's got, got big time management. Got the but it also comes from his talent and his uh, uh, reputation that precedes him. Right. And he brings in a great following. He, and he's such a great guy. I love is, him to death. He's how big one is that room friends. he's in? How big? Pardon me? How big is his room? Uh, he seats about uh, 17 or 18 people. <laughs> <laughs> Sells out every night. Sells Kick out every seat! <laughs> no, I'd say 400 people maybe. Oh, that's a good size I, room. I'd say 500. That's good. I don't know. Give I, or take. I didn't know he was in Port Wallen. No, I didn't either. I just learned that about him. That's why I was really? found that That's why he's buying rounds. He's doing all right. Hey, when you guys <laughs> go out next time, could you text me what room he's in? <laughs> Because I like to be in a room once when somebody buys you know rounds and i You know what we do? We always, we go, I'll tell you what we do. You can find Gordy and I drinking every Tuesday at the Palms Lounge watching our good friend Frankie Moreno. I do a show. Who is, without day. question, one of the most talented dudes in town, songwriters. So, uh, you know, you can find us in there. Okay. What time do you guys get started? Uh, you see this big crowd of people going, <laughs> I'm looking for a free round from Gordy. I think, I think Frankie goes on around... 10, but we usually get there around midnight. <laughs> oh, you are living the good life, brother. We catch, All right. we catch a few songs. Yeah. You go upstage? But then, you go on yeah. stage sometimes. Uh, I think I'm going to go up with him Tuesday. Uh, Gordy always gets up there. and 
like I said with Gordy, the show never stops. Okay. But it's so he's so awesome. He's so funny, and he's he's, he's so talented what he does. But yeah, we have a great time. But it's certainly Frankie Shinta, any any guy I've had on here, you know, this is this is a, a town where you drink and you party and you stay out all night and you have fun. And you get in trouble and then you get up and you do it again. Are there and some, you get paid to do it. You know how Dean Martin used to pretend to drink, but he didn't drink. Now I can <laughs> I can say, for example, you don't pretend to drink. You really drink. Is there somebody? Don't don't give any names. But there's anybody out there who pretends to drink but actually doesn't drink. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I just realized that was a crap question. Because now you want to know who, right? Well, I'll put it this way. It's because they, it's part of the gimmick of their show. Right. And it's, they're on stage every night. And some of us have hardened livers and some of us don't. I, guess. I don't know. But right. I don't think they're allowed to in their particular show. But yes. Okay. Debbie wants to know. <laughs> Is that your mom, Debbie? <laughs> Hip-hop party show. Yeah. Vintage Vegas show, name that tune, Vegas Video Network, as a talk show host. What's next on your list? <laughs> yeah, there's a nice uh, combination of things. Uh, I want to be Frank Sinatra, I want to be Lil Wayne, I want to be Gene Rayburn. You really want to be Lil Wayne? I want to be Mike Douglas, yeah. <laughs> or Merv Griffin. Nice. Uh, I was thinking of being a milkman. <laughs> Is that so you could stop by your assistant's room, yeah. house and... You need, you got to get that vitamin D. Right. Hello, Chris the Milkman's here. Op open up. You know what I really would like to do? Porn, it sounds like. God. <laughs> Just hooked me up to a couple of udders. And I oh, great. That's great. USDA has nothing on me. There we are. That's utterly ridiculous. No, what, what would you like to do besides get this complete show thrown off the air? You know what I want to do? And I'll be honest. Uh, there's only one person who really knows that. That's my girlfriend. I would trade everything I do. Easy. To be a professional quarterback. Really? On, on, a, on a professional. Uh, really? Yep. I never would have guessed that. Being 5'10 and about a buck 05, that right. ain't happening. But who's your team? Uh, well, you know, I was born in Arizona. I love the Cardinals. Right. But, uh, you know, my gosh, I think that would be a dream. I just would love to be out there as the field general. Right. Uh, you know, taking your team in, in the last quarter down the field like Joe Montana used to do and these guys and, you know, the clinching throw to your receiver deep in the end zone. I just, oh, man, that would be so exciting. No kidding. Yep. Okay. That ain't happening, though, apparently. So, but uh, however, I oh, you know what you could be in? The lingerie bowl. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. You got pretty blonde hair, right? You just come in there and go, uh, I'm just kind of a manly chick. <laughs> I, 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 a manly chick. Come on. Well, I think that would be good. Stay tuned <laughs> for more me. about, no. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to talk about uh, his, his newest thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. That tune, which I got to see last Saturday, and was kind of fun. Take a break. We hope. We're not really sure yet. We're, we're, uh, we're doing it with the Wainster, and I think he's going to do it. We'll be back in 15 seconds. <laughs> hey, I'm Alman. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how you get them to do that all the time? <laughs> Just sit there and be an ass. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> hey, I'm Al <laughs> Hey, I'm Al Mancini at Top of the Food Chain. You are watching the Vegas Video Network. We got big forks, big spoons. I got a big mouth. I got no guest. <laughs> Caught in the act. Your mom would be so proud. Excuse me. Well, I'll tell you something. Folks, welcome back. You are watching Talk Tales. My name is Chris Phillips, and we, uh, in lieu of a real guest, have our producer, Scott Whitney. <laughs> And he, uh, tonight, is drinking, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Sailor Jerry in honor of the fact that, if you did not know this, this should be on every calendar, it's National Speak Like a Pirate Day. Arr. Bring the wings back. Arr, Chris. Shiver me timbers, baby. 100 proof. Oh, God. I have got to stop. Where, do we have any more Coke? No. No, we don't need that around. That just ruins the taste. No, I, I really do. Because I had a fight with Sarah Jerry about two weeks ago. And he, <laughs> he beat my ass. 
I I'm, heard I'm, you had to get a ride home. I um, no, I, well, I came there with my wife, so Melissa gave me a ride home. Thank you, brother. And so that was good. But on the ride home, I literally did not know how I got home. Apparently, we stopped at McDonald's, which, by the way, is the hangover cure. Do you know this? What? McDonald's, the Happy Meal, is the greatest hangover cure. No, no BS. Happy Meal. Cheeseburger, fries, and a regular Coke. You drink that or eat that before you go to bed, or if you forget it, on the morning after, hangover cure. Well, I'll tell you, that, that's funny that they both use the same word because the cure for frustration is to go to Spring Mountain down in the... Uh, the, uh, what do you call it, the Oriental Village or whatever, and get the happy something else. Well, that's the ending. Happy that's ending. ending. That's <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Incidentally, I don't think it's called the Oriental Village. Sammy, no, what did I say? Oh, no, you, mean, you mean Chinatown? Chinatown. Or the Oriental Village. Very good. <laughs> Look at that. Half of our viewers have just left. <laughs> I'm not trying to be. I can't oh, imagine why. Speaking of which, we're doing, uh, Zoe Boy, we're playing the Asian Festival. Are you? In a couple weeks at the New Orleans parking lot. Because apparently we were told we are big with the Asians. Because you're taller. And I'll tell you what. <laughs> Come on. I've what. told you this before. Every show we do, there is this little delegation of Filipino girls that hovers next to next. Oh, my God. They're so hot. Okay. I thank God for fake IDs. But <laughs> oh, look. Our viewership just went up again. Let me just see if I can check the geograph. My God, it's Chinatown. <laughs> How nice for that. Okay. Um, I have a question, actually. So I went and saw, name that to, what, did you want to continue to bury us we've done before 18, we go to the next we've show? We've done 18th episodes, and I'm glad this is the last. I thought I'd <laughs> go out with a bang, bang. <laughs> I've done one spit take on this network. I will not do two. I will not. I will not let it happen. All right. Okay, so here we go. Went and saw Name That Tune. <laughs> and uh, it is the perfect show for you. <clears throat> yes, it, it really is. So let's, let's do a little bit of behind the curtain, behind the scenes uh -huh. here. Uh, tell us how it all got started. I want to get some technical stuff to you. But so the S are they called Spy, the, the production? Spy the Entertainment, yes. Okay, uh, SPI. Long story short, the, uh, the people out of L.A. that own the brand... The old brand from the, you remember the television sure. show, of course, from, sure. ran from the 50s through like the early 80s, right. name that tune. Right. Very successful. Sure. Uh, there's some uh, folks out in L.A. that bought the brand. They brought it and they thought, hey, Las Vegas is the perfect place to start doing the show again. Right. And so they went to some friends of mine who own the Spy Entertainment, and they're the producers who do uh, Human Nature, Divas Las Vegas, uh, Australian BG show. Thunder Down Under, which you were incidentally used to be in, did you not? Well, I did, but um, I started developing man breasts, <laughs> and they didn't allow it. <laughs> so, uh, we, they took it to the Imperial Palace, and they thought that was the perfect showroom for it. And they put a lot of time, energy, and money into designing this gorgeous beautiful. set that's very TV savvy. And, very beautiful. Uh, and so, uh, they brought in our friend Andy Walmsley, who does the set design for American Idol. Ah. Uh, America's oh. got all these big, huge shows. No kidding. And so it's a very slick set. Very and nice. so what they wanted to do is take the classic brand in the game show and marry it with kind of a hip, modern edge of today's music. And yeah. kind of. So um, when it boiled down to it, they needed a, a host. Right. And so they, for whatever reason, were scraping the barrel. And they went with Zoe Bowie as the host of the show. And we brought in my... What, what made them think that you could be a host? Um... <clears throat> Honestly? Yes. This show. Oh, no kidding. This, they saw me on this show. Kingmaker. <laughs> really? That's the true story. But, That's pretty but nice. That and, of course, they, they've known me around town. And they, they wanted to bring somebody in that they thought might be able to uh, lure in uh, locals. Yeah. As well as tourists. We had a lot of locals in that. In yeah. The audience that I was in, there was quite a few. And so, uh, you know, it's a combination. It's half and half tourists and locals that come in to see the show. And, you know, they knew that Marley, who is my singing partner. Right. Uh, and I would kind of come as a package deal. And so we come out and kind of like a little modern-day Stephen is that the, is that sing the, a couple songs, we perform, we, we host the show, yeah, so and we have a blast. Is that the deal, though? I mean, do you have to be a package with Marley? No. <laughs> no. But, but you, I mean, you are together, and I see that. And I, and I was wondering, did they approach you alone? First, yes. And then you said, would it be better if I had Marley with me? Well, you know, once they, they said there was going to be what is called a tune girl. 
which is kind of like a Vanna White okay, of the show. Right. And I said, well, you know, it would make a lot of sense if we were singing together. Right. And, uh, you know, we obviously kind of come together as a duo in the public eye. Right. And they thought that was a great idea. Right. And so then they were like, Chris, now that we think about it, we don't want you. We want her. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I had to sell, resell myself on them. No, but we, we, you know, gosh, we have such chemistry for so many years together on stage. We just kind of, uh, you know, put that into their format, right. which is a game show format. But quite frankly, it's not that much different than what we do every Friday and Saturday night, where it's about the people who come to see us more than it is about our show. How long and did it's, it? It's a show about people and their personalities. And incidentally, they play a game show and hopefully win $10,000 in cash. That's right. So how long was rehearsal? The first show. <laughs> well, I know that's not true, because you skipped one of our shows. I know. No, rehearsal. we had about uh, four days of rehearsal, uh, two dress rehearsals, and it's it's something. Were they eight-hour day rehearsals, like full six, day? Six-hour days. Okay. Right. And you know there there is a structure to it, and there's a lot of complicated rules that go right. into it, and little technical things that Marley and I are having to push buttons and pull levers. Reset. And, yes, and pop out of the stage like Michael Jackson. <laughs> I missed that part when yeah, you did that. What? Uh, now, there's some singing there that you guys do. You guys do a vintage tune. We do a couple. Yeah. We open the show with a, kind of a Stephen Eady number. Yeah. We do uh, some Frank Sinatra, some yeah. Sammy Davis Jr., and there's some contemporary things, some Black Eyed Peas. Was that part of the plan before you two got involved? We, we got to choose the music, and then I re-worked uh, the lyrics of an old Stephen Eady tune that we made into the actual theme of the show. Okay. For Name That Tune. Uh, it's an old song, uh, Heard That Song Before by Stephen Eady. You know, it's really hot with the kids these days. Right, so. right. And I, I reworked the lyrics, and it's become the theme to the show. And they, the producers and the owners of the brand liked it, and so we went with that. So their plan was to have singing in the, in oh, the sure. show, though. And that's, that's why they went with me. Uh, I, I literally Marley. thought when I watched it, I bet they did that just for you two. It was really wonderful. You know, they, to be honest, they had a couple other uh, hosts lined up, one which, which which was uh, Mark McGrath. Oh, no big, kidding. Big time, big shot Hollywood really? color. Uh, another guy was Joey Fatone, who was in Backstreet Boys. Oh, yeah, yeah. And apparently they were too much money. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the deal God, is. Geez, but but they, no, they wanted to go with some local flavor. And, uh, you know, Marley and I like to consider ourselves part of the fabric of this community. Sure. And we were honored to do it, and we were having a blast. And uh, we're, we're having a lot of fun with it. And the show's going great. A lot of people are coming in. And yeah. uh, I wish them a lot of luck with it. I hope it lasts for a long time. I wish you would have let me win. Well, I was going to rig the whole thing. You, you promised you could, that. I, you could, I could split the 10 grand. <laughs> you told but that me might look ugly. You could rig it. And I'm like, yeah, I can't even hit the freaking button. <laughs> um, do um, go to our next question here from Pam. Wow, another woman. Fascinating. Uh, when you do a corporate gig, what uh, do you look for? Uh, or what shows do you do? Do you do the party show or do you do the vintage Vegas show? You know, it really works out uh, in a nice kind of way when we go into a corporate atmosphere in the sense that typically they're very conservative. And there could be anywhere from uh, 300 to 3,000 uh, party goers that come in typically from all over the country or all over the world that are part of this company. Nobody knows each other. And so it's our job within a few minutes to kind of uh, bring everybody together as a family which is what the event planners and the presidents and such of the company are intending and wanting to do, right. is to create this unity. And I think with our kind of show, it definitely lends itself towards bringing strangers together as one. And so to set the tone for the evening and something that resembles sophistication and class, we start out by doing our 18-piece orchestra mm. in a tux and gown, all the old vintage Vegas tunes from you know Frank and Stephen Eady and Sammy Davis and all that kind of stuff. And then a half hour later, we come back out and hit him with this high-energy, hip-hop, very, very contemporary, high-energy, top 40 show. Right. And it's a nice blend between the two. It kind of bridges the gap here in Las Vegas between what was and what, what is. And so we go from being a show to a party within a few minutes. Um, <clears throat> so we typically do both. But it's, it's generally the, the later stuff that most people uh, inquire right. about and hire us to do, just to be honest. How many corporate gigs do you do, say, a month? Um, well, to be honest, it, it used to be a lot more up until the economy went south. Yeah. A lot of the uh, corporate entities then turned to other forms of less expensive entertainment. Like DJs? Yeah, DJs, of course. 
like so many things do. Uh, but now it's, there's a, the pendulum is swinging back, and the calls are coming in again. Really? And so we had kind of a dry two years, just to be very blunt, up until about six months ago. And now we're doing them all the time. Uh, we just did one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we did one just uh, <clears throat> two nights ago out on a golf course for about 1,000 people with a uh, big internet company, well, I won't mention, that uh, schedules your flights and hotels and such, one of the more, if not the more popular one. Right. And it was a very conservative party. Everybody was on their best behavior. And then we kicked in and we do our thing and it creates some kind of a drug of some sorts which, which turns people into somebody very different. And by the end, we had one gentleman that decided to get completely <coughs> naked and do the worm in front of the stage. If you on grass? On the grass. Oh, that'd be itchy. <clears throat> Whole new meaning to grass stains. Oh, man. Could people see that? Or you could see it. All of his coworkers and bosses <laughs> saw that. Really? And so that's got to lend to an interesting dynamic on the Greyhound bus ride home to the hotel with everybody on there. <laughs> you know, we went and saw <laughs> Huey Lewis and the News at a golf course gig oh, cool. about two weeks ago. And I thought, this has got to be one of the best gigs ever. I mean, it's a beautiful, he plays golf, by the way. Oh, yes. So it's a, it was a beautiful golf course. It's in, in Flagstaff. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, nice setup, beautiful place. There's about 1,000 people there or so. I just think that would be one of the greatest gigs ever. I mean, is it fun? It's a great way to make a living because, one, you get to meet so many great people right. from all over the country. And what a lot of people wouldn't know is that at the corporate gigs, they usually go more crazy yeah. Than the public gigs in a nightclub. Yeah. Because I think it's a time for them to really let go, and they're not used to that environment. And they really ha have a great time. Right. And and for us, you know, we not only have a great time, but financially speaking, they're typically more satisfying financially than sure. four or five club gigs really? together. So sure. why don't you just decide? I mean, I did <laughs> I did music for a while, and didn't do any club gigs. Did nothing but corporate gigs because yes. the value was so different. I focused on, on club, I mean, on corporate gigs and selling CDs. Yes. Uh, and, and didn't want to do a bar or a club at all. Why don't you just do that? I mean, financially, it'd be better. Well, yes, and, and to be honest, there's something about uh, the regularity of performing live in front of fans that can come and see you on a regular basis that would never get to see you if you just stayed in the corporate level. Right. And to us... You know, to be very blunt, it's not about the money for us. We're, we have so much fun doing I would pay to do what I do. Right. And, you know, the only way to get your brand out there and any kind of notoriety in terms of, you know, who and what you're doing, you've got to play publicly, especially in a situation where they're going to market you. Right. So you, get, you really get your brand out. Uh, if you were just staying in the, in the uh, corporate level, uh, I'd, I don't think I would enjoy that, to be honest, because I'm not doing it just to make money. I'm, I'm doing it because I really love to play to people who enjoy what we're doing. They can go back week after week right. after week. And you need to budget yourself, you know, to some degree. And with those, these public right. gigs that are, you know, we're, we're very fortunate and lucky enough to have a regular type of situation for years and years and years and years. Now, so you're, you've just started a gig, or you've been doing a gig at M for a while. You did the pool gig for a while, right? And now you're moving into the Ravella Lounge, is that right? Yeah, we've branched out on the local market. We've been known for being primarily exclusive with station casinos right. for the last five years, right. primarily at, at a place called Red Rock, right. where we perform every Friday uh, to hundreds of locals that come in. Hundreds, like 500. Yeah, it's, an, it's amazing. We're, we're very fortunate. Stunning. But now we've moved across town to this other beautiful property. Not moved. You're doing in addition to. In addition to. That's yeah. correct. On Saturday nights out at the M Resort, uh, we had been doing, as you point out, these outdoor concerts, which were so much fun. But now we're moving indoors now that they are closing that down. And we're going to be inside every Saturday doing that from like 10 to 2. And have you started that yet? Uh, that starts uh, October 1st. Okay. So that's a very different room. Yes. So the room at Red Rock, this is fascinating to me. So the room at Red Rock is, is kind of the hip-hoppy, big, giant stage, 400 people, shoulder to shoulder, Jumping up and down like whatever doesn't go round or whatever you, <laughs> you young kids say, and and then, but at the You're so hip, uh, well you know it's a gift. Right? <laughs> but uh, I'm just gonna, that's nice looking. By the way, okay. Anyways, so but now at the Ravella Lounge, that's what I what I consider one of the quintessential uh, Vegas rooms. It's got a small floor, some you know pub seats, some some uh, booths, some more of those. I dig those rooms a lot. Me too. 
But it's a smaller dance floor. It is. Floor. It's the, the energy is going to yeah, be I, almost too intense for the room. I'm well, afraid. so I'm, I'm asking. <laughs> that, that's the question. When you address that room, which is a very different room. <laughs> yeah, it is. Do you change your, do you change your, your show? I, I typically, because we're going to be doing a little a bit longer uh, time period in which we're going to be on stage, that means I'll probably have two or three more cocktails. That's right. You're used to doing two hours. Now we're going three. That's I mean, another drink and a half or two. But it's, but not, <laughs> but so you're at, you're adding additional hour. Uh huh. It's a smaller room. Yeah. Which which actually could mean that the energy could actually be higher. True. Like if you pack that thing quickly, you'll have him climbing into the the next level and dancing. Sure. You know. But I'll, I'll be honest. It's the production quality in there isn't as powerful as what the we're audio? used to. Yeah. And so we're going to have to see how that goes. Cause it's, you don't know. It's a little weaker than what have you, we have you Have you uh, played in that room before? No. I mean, so you haven't but I've seen other acts in there, and I'm, I'm just wondering how we're going to make that make sense for us, to be honest, because it's, it's a little subdued compared to our energy that we bring to the table. But are you, so are you going <laughs> to, I mean, are you going to uh, practice there <laughs> before you play there? <laughs> what the? Practice? No. <laughs> what is that? I would think you might want to practice. No. All right. No? Well. No. Uh, we're going to talk more about practicing with Chris, practicing how to drink, practicing the how to uh, date women who are over 20, <laughs> and other things that you might want to practice, but we're going to take uh, another break. So far, Wayne has done a great job on breaks. Let's do one more. No pressure. Hi, I'm... Hi, I'm Dennis Silvers from... Can't think of the name on my damn show. Golf and other four-letter words, and you're watching the Vegas Video Network, I think. Oh, no. There's no eyes. Oh, no. Ira. Who's running the network? Oh, God. We're going empty bucket. Was that, was that, was that pirate? I sounded English. No, that was, that was a failed attempt at Dudley Moore, to be honest. We got, you, know what, you know what I saw? <laughs> Melissa and I watched Arthur, the new Arthur. Oh, it was yeah. good. You liked it? It was good. Yeah, with uh, Russell Brand. It was good. I thought it was good. <laughs> it was. It was good. <laughs> Look, wait a minute. Hold on. It was $1.99. <laughs> From a red box. No, no. That, uh, we're doing Amazon streaming on oh. Roku, but of which we are on. And I actually thought it was good. We thought it was compared good. to the Dudley Moore, oh, well, Liza no. Minnelli. It's not the same. Oh, it's not even the no, lead. No, no, no. But it was good. It was yeah, good. no, it was funny. It was funny. Okay. It was mildly entertaining if you're limited. So, um, <laughs> it, oh. I'm kidding. Could you? It, it was there's awesome. A, there's some ice over there. It was in awesome. In the uh, freezer. Could you just throw it at him? <laughs> That's all I ask, really. Right in the head. Right in that hair. Let's see how fake that hair is. So how is that uh, Sally Jesse Raphael spiced rum or whatever you call it? Well, why don't you taste some? A Sally Jerry, what is it's, it called? It's Sailor, Sailor Jerry. Sally Jerry Raphael. <laughs> oh, look, she's got big red glasses on. Just <laughs> like Sally Jesse. That's nice. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're not fooling anybody. Oh, that's classy. Whose home freezer did that come from? <laughs> well, that worked out a lot worse than I had hoped. Why don't you sing a song? <laughs> sing I'm about to name that tune theme. Sing it. Go. I forgot. <laughs> it seems to me I've heard that tune before. It's from an old familiar score. I know it well, that melody. How's that? That was pretty good. Anybody? Name that tune. Name that tune. See? I believe that was the first time you've sung on the show. And it well, I still don't think I'd consider that to be singing. But what's your favorite song to sing? Either jazzy kind of stuff or the hip hop. Let's do I, jazzy first. I'm, oh, the, uh, well, I, you know, God, I'm a huge fan of the, as I like to call them, the vintage Vegas standards. Uh, no, that just waters it down. Attaboy. You know, it just you're, gets in the way. You're a big boy drinker. <laughs> uh, I, I like, uh, you know. To me, it's about the arrangements of the old standards that I like so much, um, not just the songs themselves. Because you can take any standard, and if you arrange it properly, right, right. then, uh, you know, any, any song, you know, because these songs were all written, 
by guys in the back in the 30s were godlike. Yeah, and, and they are godlike. And you know, uh, Frank Sinatra was was able to take some of these old tunes and he and he whipped them into shape by putting his arrangers like uh, uh, Nelson Riddle and right. these guys that would come in and spice them up. Right. I love when uh, a very talented arranger will, will transform a song into something that's very exciting. And that to me, that's that's always fun. That's cool. Um, and so to me, it's about the arrangement, not just the but song. You don't have a favorite song. Um, like Wave like for me is a beautiful song. I love song. Wave. No, that's a great song. Oh, you're that's a go. great Holy example. Crap. And I told you, you, you did a song. I love that song. That in your Vintage Vegas show, that was just, it's such a great bossa nova show, uh, song. You know what? I think you're probably talking about uh, um, a song called It Had Better Be Tonight. No, 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 it Had no. Better Be Tonight. And it's an old song from a Pink Panther movie, but it's really? about the arrangement. And you turn into like this Latin y kind of number. Oh, there's uh, one. There's another song called More. Mo well, More is More. a classic. You know, and I took the arrangement that Wayne Newton used to do, which is kind of a spicy little Vegas showroom sounding thing. We played that in, in junior high marching band. Yeah, Lord. exactly. Dun, 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 yeah. Dun, dun. Love that song. You know, it could be so dull and so lifeless, or it could be so exciting and spicy, just depending on arrangement. Live chat question from Jackie. Jackie wants to know, what modern singers does Chris think highly of? Other than me, of course. God, I'm so out of it. You know, I make my living singing the most current music on the radio. Right. I don't even know half the people that I do the music over. That was a big bore pour right there. <laughs> you sure you don't want some ice? Because I'm afraid your heart's going to stop. <laughs> well, you know, i got to set the tone for the evening. It's Monday. Good. <laughs> so, no, come on. Um, let's, let's modern day singers. Uh, I'll throw some out. You tell me what you think of it. All right. Michael Buble. Oh, I think he's awesome. I think, thank God for Michael Buble. Ex aside from the fact, if you really listen, he has a lisp. Does he? He has a lisp. When he sings, he swings with a lisp. He swings with a lisp. He's awesome. I love Michael Bublé. Why did he become famous as opposed to um, literally thousands you know, of the cats who are doing the same stuff? One, thousands. I think that you know, I think David Foster had something to do with that by discovering. But him. how did he? Why did he get but, discovered you know, by he, Foster? His, his voice is incredible. Oh. But he, just like this guy on American's Got Talent, uh, that just won. I don't watch that. Uh, it, it's, it's this. Uh, Cool guy, African-American guy that came oh, on yeah, and right. he sang the vintage Vegas standards. And I think it's uh, the music, see? People, you know, even the young people don't know, they don't want to admit, they love good music. Sure. And some of this, these old tunes that were made famous by these old crooners from Sinatra to Bobby Darin and Dean Martin, you know, to some people, oh, it might be old people music. No, man, that's good music. And if you put a hip modern person singing it, like a Michael Buble right. or a Harry Connick Jr. or right, this right. fella oh. on, uh, on American's Got Talent, then it brings and breathes a whole new life to it. And I think the music is what people are really uh, getting excited about. And so with Michael Buble as an example, he's not just talented. I think it was the direction in terms of the music he sang. Uh, and now, now he's able to do anything because he's a big star and he can sing any kind of music. Now Charles Jackson says that Chris sounds, Chris sounds great singing Crazy by uh, CeeLo. Well, that's How do you feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> that was actually, that was in uh, Name That Tune. That was yes. one of your clues. Yes. This song has been done by Patty, Patty Patsy Klein and, and CeeLo, and I didn't get that one right either. Great show. <laughs> Hated that show. You know, Couldn't who, win who, one. Who was that that said that? Uh, Charles Jackson. That's, you know who that is? No. That's one of the original Jackson brothers who performs with us once in a while. One of the original, original? You mean like Tito and Michael and... He wasn't as commonly known. It was Charles Jackson. Come on. And he performs with this one. Come on. True story. Sometimes when you lie, you go to hell. Oh, I was going there a long time ago. Never mind. So I have nothing to lose. But as, so long you know. as, they, as long as they have a VIP booth with bottle service. <laughs> it is, but it's all very hot and bubbly. Or they don't have a lot of ice. Even if you make fun of my ice cubes, at least it's cold. You're not going to get that in hell, just so you know. Tough guy. It's OK. All right. Alicia my, wants my to know. My girlfriend can't go there by herself. <laughs> she's 21, right? Please tell me she's 21. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm harboring a fugitive on the show. How lovely is she's that? She's filling out her uh, registration form to vote. Should I be concerned? Oh, jeez. <laughs> this is going so poorly. All right. Um, <laughs> what kind of... When going to prison, 
Uh, would you like to be on the, never mind, that could go bad. Lisa wants to know, what do you look for when approaching a gig? Pay, perks, or other things? That's a great question, and I will answer this very seriously. Uh, because, you know, every several months or years, we have to uh, reevaluate where we may want to take our show. Right. Uh, specifically meaning, should we stay at this casino or go to another one, and, or this club or that club? And I, I think that uh, one thing I have learned a long time ago, if, if nothing else, that made sense for us, maybe not for anybody else, and that is that when we approach, approach a negotiation, mm -hmm. you know, I'm one of these guys that does it the old-fashioned. I, I don't have managers and agents. I do it myself. Did you used to? Uh, we did, yes. And that was fine. But I like to have people knowing um, what kind of a personality comes with the product. And typically, it's not the personality of your manager. Uh -huh. if that's, I'll, just, I'll just put it that way. And so uh, with me, when we sit down, it's interesting because they'll, they'll immediately start saying, OK, how many nights, how many hours can you perform? Um, what kind of pay are you looking for? And right. I say, well, that's all nice. But let's talk about marketing. Let's talk about billboards. Let's talk so you're, about magazine You're going to ask that first. Before pay, before anything. Uh, to me, it's about marketing. But what about, about branding your, 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 your name? So that's not for a corporate gig. That's for that's a. For, yes, absolutely. Corporate's a whole different. Right. Corporate's money. <laughs> right. But so like, so like, okay, well, so then when you had the conversation with M, and they said, we want you to do the pool gig, and now we want to put you at the Ravello Lounge. You had that conversation with them. Yes, and as an example, the new Zoe Bowie billboard goes up this week. Actually, I've already seen it. Oh, up. you did? Yeah, I saw Which it Which is not something that's uh, done a lot for cover bands and such. To us, you know, we, we want to be able to uh, be able to be as effective as we possibly can for anybody that we work for. We like to bring in a lot of people. We like to bring them a lot of revenue. Right. Uh, and to do that, you need to get the word out. Right. And to do that, in this town, you need to market yourself in some form or another. Huh. And so that's very important to us because like with the M Resort, it's such a gorgeous property. We're so proud and honored to be playing there. But we hate to let them down. Right. And so we need to stress with them, help us help you. Yeah. Get the word out. We're, we're, you know, Facebook is great and, you know, Social media is fine, but you know when it comes down to it, you need you need to in this town you need to have billboards and magazine ads and and things like that. And so right, uh, you know, and that works great for us because it helps build our brand and create validity into what what it is we're trying to do. And so for being just a essentially we're nothing more than a silly cover band, we've uh, marketed ourselves as a kind of a pseudo headlining act simply because of the overwhelming amount of marketing and publicity we've had over the last several years in one way or another. So let's say you're talking to uh, any casino, doesn't matter which one, and they say, you know what, Chris, we've got X set aside to hire Zoe Bowie. Right, and, which and, always happens. And they say, okay, and let's say X is you know, this much, this is X. And, and they say, okay, here's what we're going to pay you, we're going to give you this chunk of money, here's X. And you say, first thing you say is, okay, how much money are you putting into marketing, billboards, you know, in, in right. Vegas today or whatever you think is sure. important. And they say, hmm, wasn't really thinking that. We just want to give you this chunk of money to go perform for us. So you say, okay, instead of X, take away this much and put this to advertising? Well, I can tell you this, first and foremost, we, we get approached all the time by different entities that want us to perform. If it comes with no marketing, then we just say no. Period. Period. So if X is more than what you would normally we'll take ask less for, money yes, that's my point. Yes, for a more aggressive marketing campaign, and because that that really pays off for us in the long run. So, so because there was a time in which I put forth my own money right. to market, which is exorbitant. Well, I was going to say so if so if you go to an M or you go to any strip casino or anywhere, and they say, okay, okay, God, Chris, we want you so bad. We'll put up, uh, we'll put an ad in uh, City Life. Is that enough? No. What's your criteria for advertising? And this is a fascinating question because there are a lot of bands out here. I know, here. that's why I'm trying to answer these seriously. And I know that, I know that a friend of ours has asked you a great deal about this. had this conversation with him three days ago. I know. So, and I, there's a ton of musicians here in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. it used to be, you could, do a, you could do a cover gig at, the, at Mandalay Bay and you could buy a house because it was a seven-day-a-week gig. Now, here's the now problem. Now the deal's done. When the deal is done, 
and you're calling yourselves the whatever the crazies, whatever the name right. of your band is. Right. At the end of that gig, no matter how much you got paid, you then have to go to another hotel or another club and say, I want to get hired. And they'll say one question, who are you? Who are you? Right, because you, you don't spend a lot of time then on the press kits, on the DVDs. We've never had a press kit. I've never had a press kit in 20 years. Ever? Nope. Waste of money. No, no, it, no, it actually would help me a lot. Do you think fan. so? <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Why? It's a huge mistake. But you've got you got billboards all over the frickin' place. Yes, I, but I, I've never had a press kit. I've never, I've ne I don't even have a business card. I've never had a business card. Right. I, I remember that. When we first I'm just a lazy guy. <laughs> That's what it is. Uh, and so, um, you know, there's different roads in which to take, and I don't advise the, the route in which I've taken at all because you need to have a press kit. You need to have some slick things to give people. And I've never, like I said, I've don't, I, I don't even have anything on YouTube. I have nothing. So let me ask you this. I so have no product. I don't have a CD. I don't have a T-shirt. Well, you do I have a DVD. I've seen your DVD before. You have the, the, the Vintage That's just Vegas. a little thing I made for a, a reality show. Okay. That was not intended for marketing or anything. Oh, okay. Uh, but in terms, you know, these, there's so many acts that put out product. We'd be making a fortune if we had sold T-shirts, flasks, and Zoe Bowie Merch. condoms or whatever right. the hell people say. I don't know. Zoe Bowie condoms. I've, that's great. You know what? You give me five minutes, I'll give you a tagline for no, that. We are I think we are going to put out our first product, though, ever, and it's a Zoe Bowie breath breathalyzer. Breathalyzers. You know what? Somebody in the chat <laughs> said. Somebody on the, and, and Something would be functional. I, let me see who it was. Somebody on the chat said, maybe you guys should have a breathalyzer for this show. Yeah. We could do that. We could just have it pop up, and if they don't uh, pass, then they have to stay here overnight. To me, you know, I'll be honest, though. The thing to me, it's not a business. It's not, we're not doing this for money or notoriety. We're doing it to make people feel good because it makes me feel Wait good. Wait a minute. If you didn't get paid, well, life would be, be bad. It. No, and we've been very fortunate in that department, of course. But I think when you go into anything, if it's entertainment or business or a relationship, if you go in with good intention, rewards come. Yep. We didn't go into this for money. We went into this literally because we have a blast acting like a bunch of drunk juvenile delinquents yeah. who want nothing more than to make people feel good. So, did you, so you would you argue then that you set aside money <laughs> so that no, that's, wait, wait. Well, what do you think? Yeah, I'm doing? very smart when it comes to what, no, 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 portfolio. I don't mean set aside. Uh, no, <laughs> everybody laughed. It wasn't even the funny part of the question. No, have, have you? Have you? Uh, turn down money in uh, so you could get better advertising. Oh, in other words, yes, of course. Because this came up in the chat the just time. now that you know, all the time. You know, Ted says you know Chris was smart that way. He he basically invested in local fame. In other words, you, <laughs> yeah. you, you, you and that's actually it's a very smart comment. You invested in being exposed yes. here locally as opposed to being paid locally. You, you follow what well, I'm saying? Well, I, I will say this though, and I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie about this when we came to town the first three years we were here when we were uh when the economy was well, ripe you made a lot and, of money uh we did ridiculously well right. and we didn't even know it right we were naive as to how much money we were making right uh you'd mentioned it before it's a huge sum it was a huge sum but then you know everything went to hell plunk right and you know financial or i mean uh, uh entertainment budgets uh didn't just get slashed they got erased right. completely, like no more entertainment in this hotel, no more entertainment in this room. Right. And so it, it became a little more difficult. Now, like I say, over the last several months, things have rebounded considerably. Right. And we're doing quite well again, not, not to the point where it was four years ago. But what's so strange is we're not making as much money, but the notoriety and the, the, uh, the, the public knowledge of who and what our brand is about is 10 times what it was. And so that, to me, is way more important. Let's say I'm from... It's not about the money. Let's say I'm from Los Angeles. Well, I just spend it on booze and gambling anyway. What the hell? Let's say I'm from Los Angeles. And I come up to you and go, you, Chris Phillips, I like what you're doing. Let's get you out to L.A. Let's get you doing some music stuff. We'll put you on the TV. We'll put you on the radio. Would you do that? I'm going to advertise the crap. I'm going to do a million dollars of advertising on you. I'm going to put you on billboards. I'm going to put you all over the place. I say this in complete sincerity, and I've said it a million times in articles and everything else. I came to Vegas to be a Vegas entertainer. If that conversation alludes to me staying in Vegas and broadcasting it to the masses out of Vegas, absolutely. But if it means me having to leave Las Vegas, absolutely not. There's no I way. I couldn't care less. 
I couldn't care less. What would Reed? I came here to be Wayne Newton and Don Rickles and Frank Sinatra and Elvis Presley and 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 Steve Wynn and and what Vegas is all. Siegfried Roy, man, I'll tell you that. I love Las Vegas. I want to stay in Las Vegas. I want to be a Vegas entertainer. I'm going to go down with the ship if I have to. I have no interest in being on MTV or the movies or anything else if it's not out of Las Vegas. Speaking of marketing, which was a lovely segue, uh, you are on Facebook, <laughs> uh, but not you're not you're not a hardcore Facebook guy. No, I'm not a hardcore. Molly's on guy. Facebook. No. She's a bit nicer. Um, do you? I need to get in this Twitter thing. I've got thousands of people on my Twitter. I've never tweeted anything. So I've, what a letdown I am. In your personal opinion, how much help has social media done for your career? A lot. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Uh, Facebook's been very helpful. How do you know? Um, I think in lieu of uh, the success we've had based on getting information out only on social media through Facebook. If there's like an event we'll do and the only way I broadcast that is through Facebook, and then seeing the numbers of people that respond mm -hmm. in terms of the attendance, and there's no other way for them to know, then right. that's got to tell me something. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I'm definitely a victim of, of being a Facebook junkie in terms of looking on it. I don't do much on it. I don't write anything on it. Now, some Facebook folks will allow anybody to post on their page. You don't. You, you control your website so that, like for instance, Anybody can just say, hey, I really like your stuff. Really? Yeah. You, you didn't know Are that? Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. I don't know that. See, I thought that was a, that was a thing. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. There we go. You mean so, you, can't go to, you can't go to my Facebook and post something? I, I can't. Like, if I put up a new show, I can't put it on your webpage. Why? You won't let me. Me. Your buddy, Scott. How do you, are you sure? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure. I, I wish, I've done this I for a couple of times. I was that savvy to be able to tell you, oh, well, I've blocked. I don't even know how to block anything. Well, you, you're blocking me. You are Facebook blocking me. Am I really? Yeah, no, I'm just making it up. Yes, yes, you are. How come I get ads on there advertising freaking shoes and shit? Did you just say, shh, please mark that time because I have to edit that out? <clears throat> Thank you, Chris. Oh, I forgot you're... Syndicated. I, I thought it was a plan. I thought that was your thing. That you. No, I'm not nearly that intelligent. Okay. God. All right. Let's ask our, our final question before I cry in my soup because he doesn't even know that he's blocking me. I'm trying to. I'm trying to promote this guy, and he's like, oh, I didn't know that you can't get on my. I don't know. Just put it I on there. God, I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh. All right. Last one. You look <sighs> unbelievable. I didn't do that. I blocked you. Why would I block you? I, I did not know that. That seems like a bad thing to do. I didn't set the whole thing up in the beginning anyway. I don't, I'm just I, lucky I can log on. I think it. the face thing, Facebook will take off. Okay. Yeah, I heard, heard uh, it's popular. I think it'll be okay. 750 million people. Yeah. I think it's got uh, legs. <laughs> um, you really look good. Oh, I'm sorry. You really look good. Really? <laughs> yeah, especially Have you heard today. enough of that? Jeez, this is not today. Try to hear that. You really look like, and I have got to stop showing up looking like a schlub next to Pretty boy Floyd over here. You really look like you were enjoying yourself playing the drums Friday night. Oh, so somebody were watching you Friday night. Uh, will you uh, sit in with any other friends playing drums? Yeah, you know, I never played. I used to be a drummer. I know. For about 15 years. Beautiful long blonde hair. Uh, yeah, but I could sit on my hair. I look like Claudia Schiffer. That's well, another story. Well, <laughs> let me just say, parts of you. Anywho, uh, yeah, we, uh, my friend Frankie Moreno came and sat in with us, and so I just in my intoxicated state, went back and uh, played some drums for once. And so that was, a th I haven't done that in years. And you're a good drummer. Well, <laughs> you are. Do something. That's very kind play of little, Play a little. There it is. There Ladies and gentlemen. Chris, now, here's what we're going to do. So, yeah. No, I would love to play drums again, actually. That'd really? Fun, but I just never do it. Would you ever be in a band where you just, just play drums? to take them down. See, I. Yeah, <laughs> That's why I. I'm so I don't lazy. Like, just setting up, sucks. taking him down. So I thought, you know, that singing thing. There's something to that. Flute got a microphone. or flute. A flute. A flute. A flutist. To be. Right. A oh, again, you're English. Because if that's your pirate, you're screwed. No, I just want to. I just want to leave the parade in the Revolutionary War. You're holding it right. Huh? Most people don't do that right. Was I doing it right? You're, yeah, yeah. Marching band. <laughs> Professional football quarterback or a flautist. Flautist. <laughs> okay, now here's a here's a good part of the show. We're being we're being signaled that we've had enough. 
we have. Yeah. We're going to go to camera two now, and Chris is going to say bye. Ready? Go. Well, my friends, once again, you have witnessed a very exciting episode of Talk Tales here on the Vegas Video Network. My name is Chris Phillips. Hopefully, you're going to turn in next week, and we'll have a guest. <laughs> oh, no. And they won't be stuck in traffic. So, my friends, uh, we'd love to have you join us every single Monday at 5 o'clock. Uh, once again, you can contact us or email us anytime by simply going to Talk Tales at VegasVideoNetwork.com. And I hope we get to see you guys next week. Thank you so much again. Our guest, our producer friend, Camera One, Scott Whitney, everybody. <laughs> it's as if I've been here the whole time. Good. Are you done? No, I'm just beginning. All right. Well, <laughs> I have yet begun to fight. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and roll credits. <laughs>